Joining us on the phone now, political scientist and columnist Shannon Sampert. Shannon, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for doing this. We'll get to some new uh, provincial polling in a bit, but I want to ask you about the federal by-elections here in Manitoba, two of them on Monday, one in Portage Liscar, of course, where Max Bernier is running, head of the People's Party, and then Winnipeg South Centre, where they have the longest ballot in Canadian history, both kind of interesting for different reasons. Yeah, they're both very interesting, and you're absolutely right. Um, the longest ballot with, an, with an, uh, something like 45 names on the ballot as a result of sort of a, a protest against uh, the uh, first-past-the-post system remaining in Canada. So that's going to be uh, – uh, it actually changes the way they have – pardon me, it's 48 candidates. It's actually mm-hmm. going to change the way they designed the ballot – uh, for Elections Canada. Uh, it's a two-column ballot that you'll now see when you actually show up in, uh, on on the election day if you're voting in Winnipeg South Centre. Yeah, 30 centimetres wide, a record 50-plus centimetres long. Explain uh-huh. the protest. What is this about? Well, the idea is, and some of these people that are registered actually uh, to be on the ballot actually don't even live in uh, in Winnipeg at all, but they are trying to push... Uh, the idea that uh, the first-past-the-post system is a failure and um, that they want to change the voting system to uh, probably proportional representation. Um, but I think it's a failed, uh, failed type of protest. Frankly, um, they've done this once before. They did it in Ontario in a by-election in Ontario, and it doesn't seem to me to be landing anywhere. I don't think if you were to ask any of the voters in Winnipeg South Centre or anybody in Winnipeg if they're actually aware of it, I think they may be slightly aware of it, but I don't think anybody's really paying a lot of attention to it, and I don't think they really... Uh, care that much about it at this point in time. This is, you know, by-elections, first of all, it's very difficult to get people interested in by-elections. Second of all, it's very difficult to get the voter turnout high in by-elections. And so this becomes, uh, this kind of protest becomes very, very difficult uh, to get people interested in as well. I'm not sure your dog agrees with you, Shannon. Oh, I'm trying to shut a door. Ike always has an opinion, I tell you. <laughs> just like just like the owner. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, um, so in Winnipeg South Centre and also in, in Portage Liscar, do you see any surprises there? Do you think Max Bernier might pull off an upset out in Portage Liscar? Will the Liberals... Hang on to Winnipeg South Centre. What's your best guess? We'll find out Monday, but what are you feeling? Uh, I'm not thinking we're going to see much for changes overall. I think we would see if we. If, I think we would see a significant uh, change coming up if we saw the uh, the Prime Minister here in in Winnipeg uh, over the next couple of days. But I don't think they're worried about losing this one. Uh, and so that's what usually happens. If there's a, if there's a concern of, a, of, of the vote being lost in the Winnipeg South Centre, you would have seen high-profile Liberals every day appearing to help uh, help uh, Ben Carr uh, in, in his, his, real, his, his election bid. And Portage Lisker, we would have seen uh, Pierre Polyev showing up and other high-profile uh, uh, Conservatives to help with the candidate there as well. 
we're not seeing that. So I just mm. do not think we're going to see any big surprises. I do think that this was an opportunity for uh, Maxime Bernier to once again get some headlines. But uh, like I said the last time, uh, this is a different election. It's a different leader. Pierre Poliev uh, has a little bit more traction, and he is really trying to win the PPC o- uh, voter over to his party. Uh, so I think that the PPC is uh, is not going to do as well as they did the last time around. Yeah, and I think uh, PP uh, People's Party supporters in the past might see the Tory uh, party under Polyev as a place where they're they're happy to go, right? Whereas maybe in the past they didn't feel like they they had that uh, relationship with the Tories. Yeah, Erin O'Toole had been a little bit too uh, wishy-washy uh, for them in terms of trying to get more centrist voters. Uh, and so Poliev has sort of pulled that party more to the, to the right. Uh, and so the PPC party would be much more comfortable aligning themselves once again uh, to the conservatives than they were before. Now, uh, I asked you to come on yesterday to talk about the by-elections. This morning we get some new Angus Reid polling provincially, and I just want to clarify, and I'll give you the numbers in a second, but this poll by Angus Reid only involved 515 people, and it's almost within the margin of error, so I'm just pointing that out. But it's got the NDP ahead of the Tories here in Manitoba, 44% to 39%. It's plus or minus 4%. That's the margin of error. So as I said almost within the margin of error. I think that's worth pointing out. But in Winnipeg, this poll says the NDP are ahead by 25 points. And in Winnipeg is typically where elections in this province, uh, you know, you win or lose them in Winnipeg, 54% to 29%. Your thoughts? Well, that's uh, that's an interesting... I, 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 I don't have the polling numbers from previous, so I don't know what the change is. But mm-hmm. certainly, uh, this suggests that there's some some really strong work that needs to be done by Heather Stephenson. It also suggests the kind of spending uh, uh, spending spree that the Conservatives have been on hasn't hit home. Uh, the money that we received just recently in terms of our our, our payback on the school taxes uh, hasn't helped uh, change our minds in terms of how we're going to vote. The big question is, uh, Hal, and, and, you know, I, I've spoken to a lot of people about the concerns we've had uh, that normally would go with the NDP uh, and there's still concerns about uh, Wab Canoe as a leader for people who would normally uh, support the NDP that are unhappy with the Conservatives. I still see some problems with the people that I talk to in terms of a willingness to go to Wab, whether he has uh, won, a, won them over or people have made the decision. Regardless, they're just going to vote for the candidate and and not worry about the leader and just and soldier on from there. That's going to be the big question. That's for many people. Who, who do I vote for? Forget about the leader. Vote for the candidate. And that's how right. a lot of people are looking at this election. Yeah, uh, for both parties, right? For both, for both. the NDP and, I mean. and the Tories. I agree. And and Absolutely. I think polling, I think polling is much different than election day, right? This we can look at the polling and it's interesting, but it's going to be really interesting to see how people vote on election day with with two leaders and as you point out, one they both have issues, right? They both have issues. There's there's a stink on both of them. And so it'll be very very interesting to see how it all comes down at the at the at the at the end of the day. The other thing too is that uh, that you know a campaign is different than a non-campaign. 
And so there were all kinds of, well, we all know I worked for, uh, for um, Scott Gillingham's campaign, and we didn't know about what the outcome was going to be until after 9 o'clock at night, thank you, CTV, uh, on election night. <laughs> So the, the bottom line is you don't know what it, what's going to happen until the, those votes are actually counted. It can be very, very close. Mm-hmm. And provincially, you know, I have to mention Dugo Lamont and, and the Liberals. Again, I think this is, and we'll see if it's a missed opportunity or if they capitalize on the opportunity, but I feel like it's based on the polling and what I'm hearing Again, the Liberal Party in Manitoba, I think, is missing an opportunity where there's some dissatisfaction with the two big parties, and I'm I'm not so sure the Liberals are going to get any traction out of this. It would be super nice to see uh, a third party in the uh, legislature, if anything, just for the ability, as a, for official party status, for them to be able to have more money research-wise, to be able to push the questions. Google Lamont does have some good ideas in terms of policy. So it would be nice if they got two or three seats, two or three more seats in order to get some policy money, research money to be able to start asking some very good, strong questions and hold the feet to fire of both the opposition and the official uh, party that's in, in power. Um, and it's always good for democracy when you have more than two parties as official parties in the legislature. And so I would really like to see the Liberals get strong uh, candidates and to actually win in a couple of more ridings so they have official party status. Shannon Sampert, appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, Hal. All right. Shannon Sampert, political scientist and columnist, joining us on the two federal by-elections in Manitoba coming up on uh, Monday, Winnipeg South Centre, and also Portage Liskar. She's not expecting any surprises, but we'll wait and see. By-elections can be interesting at times. And this new provincial polling. And again, it's a, a small sample, 515 people. But Angus Reed says, and it's plus or minus four points, but Angus Reed says 44-39 NDP over the Tories. But in the city of Winnipeg, it's a 25-point lead for the New Democrats, 54-29. We'll find out uh, when the only poll that matters, Election Day, happens in early October. Let's bring in Tristan Ukmar on the phone now from Rick's Pizza. Tristan, good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much for doing this. I really appreciate it. So there is a Rick, and Rick is your dad, right? Yes, sir. Okay, good. And you guys are from Sarasota, Florida? That's correct. And you travel the world, or at least North America, serving up your famous pickle pizza. That's right, we do. <laughs> Which looks really good. How did you come up with the idea? Um, it was something that uh, my mother and I actually kind of, you know, we went back and forth. And actually, the old concession manager from the Calgary Stampede, he used to send me uh, I, you know, a lot of wild ideas, you know, all winter long while we're at home. And uh, out of the, you know, 30 or 40, you know, new foods we were trying, you know, one of them, we were down uh, actually working at an event in Miami. We tried this, uh, this pickle pizza and... We played with different sauces, different cheeses, different pickles. And, I mean, just trial and error for a good couple of weeks till we finally came up with this one. And then, you know, this is the one that really stuck. And it's a hit. How long have you been serving it? 
Uh, we started it in 2019, actually. Uh, we debuted it at the Stampede, and we brought it down to the States. And um, and since then, it's uh, we've actually we have events that reach out to us every year, wanting us to bring it in there. We uh, we've uh, it's it's definitely it's opened up a lot more opportunity for us, even though we were kind of you know we had a lot going as it was, and it just you know it got bigger. Mm-hmm. It looks good, other than a bunch of pickles on this pizza i can see the cheese what else you mentioned sauce what what else is on there that's kind of different that gives it its unique taste and and has made it so popular well for starters we uh we make our own doughs you know, um <clears throat> we make all the dough from scratch um we make our own red sauce from scratch and then the sauce that we make for the pickle pizza is a homemade creamy dill sauce that we actually make ourselves hmm Interesting. And it really has been everywhere, right? You mentioned Calgary Stampede, a bunch of state fairs in the U.S., and now you're coming to the Red River X starting on Friday. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, back in 2019, we did it at uh, like Calgary, Edmonton, uh, Toronto CNE, the Vancouver PE. Uh, we're in the Minnesota State Fair, which is, you know, day for day, one of the biggest events in the world. Uh, Wisconsin State Fair, I mean, you name it. New Mexico State Fair, we do fairs in Texas, Oklahoma, all of it. Why is it that at these fairs like our Red River X, the unique, different food items are always so popular? Is it because, you know, people wait all year for the fair and this is a chance to kind of go out there a little bit and try something different, try something unique and new? Yeah, no, that's, a, that's definitely one big one. Um, you know, aside from just the pickle pizza, I mean, there's other vendors that, you know, they do they do their take on a new food or a wild food and you know it's it's only there's only one place one time a year at least in that area that you can get it and it's at you know it's at the fair um we've definitely had we've had a you know we get a lot of reviews back on our social media that people um after they have it you know whether it's here at the fair or at the stampede whatever we have people all the time saying oh i tried re- recreating it at home it's not the same and then uh we actually have local pizzeria that they see us come in they see us on social media they try to recreate it too, and people comment, "Oh, I got one at you know at this place, and it just it wasn't the same. Like I can only get it one time a year, and it's you know from Rich Pizza." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there something that you always? Uh, is there a trailer, a food concession that you gravitate to, other than your own, obviously, at uh, a fair like Red River X? Is there something you like? One of the deep fried items, maybe, or I'm sure you're trying all the new ones that you see, huh? Yeah, if, you know, if we have time to get out, you know, I'll, I'll try, uh, you know, like I said, growing up out here, you know, since, well, I'm 26 now, so, I mean, I've been out here since the day I was born, you know, fair food isn't, you know, huge for me, but there's things like, you know, you can't go wrong, mini donuts, uh, you know, caramel apples, cotton candy, um, you know, there's poutine out here, which, you know, we don't get that in the States, so, you know, poutine up here is pretty popular, I'm, I'm a fan of it, so, you know, you get sure. things like that here that are pretty good, you get the corn on the cob, and all that stuff. It's all pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a past life, I had hot dogs, big house, big dogs. I had hot dog carts and always wanted to have a hot dog <laughs> cart. And the next thing I knew I had a dozen of them. Um, I'm out of that business now uh, because it turned into a bit of a babysitting business, but it must be pretty cool to travel all over the place, all over North America and meeting people and serving your food. That must be cool. Oh yeah. Yep. And uh, you know, pizza, Pizza's definitely the one thing that we're known for. We have we have a funnel cake trailer. We have a big baked potato French fry trailer, which is actually here. But um, you mentioned you know you mentioned my father's name anywhere, and uh, you mentioned any of our names. We're the pizza guys. Cool. Hey Tristan, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Say hi to Rick. Say hi to your dad for me. Yes, sir. We'll do. 
Okay, Tristan Ukma, Rick's Pizza. They're serving the pickle pizza all the way from Sarasota, Florida. They'll be at uh, Red River X starting on Friday. Speaking of the X, we had Garth Rogerson on yesterday uh, talking about the food. And listen, Rick's uh, Pickle Pizza is one choice, but you have many choices at the Red River X starting on Friday. Dill pickles, uh, ice cream. I was just over there, and then um, I stopped. I was talking to the guy that has the Mexican corn, which is looks really good. Uh, and I'm, you know, we, but we have the traditional stuff too. I'm sitting here looking at wings and fries, and from my office, and chicken, uh, turkey legs, and uh, yep. you know, there's just as you walk around, you know, there's over a hundred different uh, food booths vendors so um there's a little bit of something for everybody but you know still the favorites right so that the things that people go to every year they're there but i really encourage people to try something new you know don't mm-hmm. always go back to the same one you've always gone to because the food is great we make sure that the quality is up there you know we we check every um every food booth for to ensure that the that because you know you come to the fair you're going to maybe buy one thing right we don't want you to buy that one thing and then it not be good so we're out there making sure that, that every food booth delivers a quality product that you're going to enjoy. Including Rick's Pizza, Pickle Pizza, at the X starting on Friday.